Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We are thrilled to have you back on our show for a mini-sode. What? That? <laughs> what? Oh, God, my voice is horrible. No, mini-sode is basically a, a new um, show format that Andres and I are uh, trying out here on the Real Estate Investor Show. And basically, we're going to be telling some kind of fascinating um, hopeful, funny sort of stories that have happened to us in the real estate investing, you know, arena. And we're going to tell it with, you know, with, with about 10 minutes, you know, in terms of a 10 minute time frame. And we're also going to teach some, some lessons along the way. So that's awesome. You know, one of the reasons why we chose this, because we are all busy and we want to, Liz and I want to make sure that if you have a car ride, you can get something out of this episode and really take away and apply something. So that's the goal for it. Liz is going to start with a very funny question about a tenant. Let's get it started, Liz. Okay. So we all have these lovely tenant stories. So about Ooh. 10 years ago, you know, my husband and I decided to purchase a commercial building, which was, a, which was actually a 10,000 square foot uh, building. And it was actually in downtown Trenton. Our goal when we purchased this building was to run out to one commercial tenant. And, you know, we were excited. We had a plan in place. You know how we all do. We, we run the numbers. We're like, wow, if we can get about X dollars and we'll be, you know, we'll be, you know, definitely out of the rat race. We were so excited. This is one of our first purchases back in the day. So anyway, our plan was in place. And then 2008 happened. And mm. I probably don't need to remind everyone what happened. <laughs> but the market crashed and really wiped out any plan we had of attracting one tenant for the building. So we were stuck with a vacant 10,000 square foot building and no prospective tenants in sight. You know? How many units was that? So this is a commercial site. So really, you know, at the time it, was, it had space for one tenant, but actually that's kind of what we ended up doing was we ended up breaking up the building into small offices. Um, we were a little bit ahead of our time. You know, there's WeWork and all these kind of, uh, you know, commercial, you know, small office space, but we actually came out with the idea at the time. It wasn't big even at the time, but we ended up dividing the building up to 20 into, uh, you know, 20 small offices. Cool. So we all know how hard this can be. And we hustled and hustled and tried to get people in the door. Uh, you know, downtown Trenton isn't downtown, you know, hustling, bustling city yet. So we really had to work hard to get prospective tenants. So we got one of our first, first people to call us. I'm going to call him John Doe for the, for the story's sake. <laughs> so, so John walked into our building and he came into this building. And, and when I tell you who he was dressed to the nine, he was dressed to the nine. This guy came in, he's a young guy, but he came in with confidence. He came well-spoken in a suit. And basically, when we sat to, down together, he said, I really want an office because I have a nonprofit where I help young kids uh, get back on their feet. You know, young inner city kids get back on their feet. He explained to me his nonprofit. It was really inspiring. I have a nonprofit background. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I need to sit on your board. We were best friends within a half hour. Within, within a half hour. So anyway, over the next several days, uh, John came to meet with my husband to sign the lease. We gave him a key to the office building. 
Uh, and, you know, he gave us checks. He gave us a check for the first month's rent and the security deposit. So we were excited because he literally was like the first person to give us a check for this building. And we were, we needed checks coming in to say the least. So the more I interacted with him, the more I liked him. Then about three days later, I got a call from our bank. And oh. this is, yeah, I know, right? Dun, da, da, da. But this is the bank that I deposited his rent check in and our in his secure deposit. So anyway, they told me that these checks from Mr. John Doe were fraudulent and that oh. the and that the account on the check was actually didn't even exist. Mm. So not only were these bounce checks or, or these are actually complete fraudulent checks, right? So I, you know, and we've gotten bounce checks before because if you have tenants and, uh, you know, we used to have a lot of those. Yeah, it happens. But actually, you know, when the banker was explaining it to me, they're like, no, this is not a, this is not a bounce check. This is a fraudulent check. So in other words, he created these checks wow. and, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty bad. So anyway, I was like, what? I mean, I remember like, are you talking about the same person I'm thinking about? My, my new best friend, right? Uh -huh. That wants to change the world one kid at a time. So, and I'm good at reading people. So I was like, oh man. So about an hour later, another bank representative. So I called him. I said, I, I spoke to him. I said, listen, call me back with, the, with your supervisor. I don't, I don't believe you. This doesn't sound like the person I met with. And I'm a really good judge of character. So anyway, that supervisor calls me back. They confirm the same information. So now I got to like, all right, this is, this is it. So I'm like, oh man, I got to call this guy, John, and tell him the bad news and tell him pretty much give us back our, the key fob because this guy's running an illegal activity. Wow. So anyway, when I called him, he didn't know what to say. He kind of rambled a bit. Um, he didn't make any sense. And over the next month, we continue to get like tons of mail from this guy, John Doe. Um, he must have given his business address, which was our address, to everyone he met with to seem legitimate. Uh, we started getting furniture delivered to the building. We started, I mean, it was, it, was, it was crazy town. So anyway, he snowed us and, you know, that was that. The kicker of the story is about five years later, Okay, now our office building is thriving. It's fully leased. We've come a long way now, right, in five years. So one, t you know, one day, our, my property manager pulls me aside and says, hey, you know, we have a vacancy by one of our apartment buildings, you know, one of our local apartment buildings in the next town over. I said, great. She goes, I got a great guy who I think is going to be a great oh fit for, gosh, no. for the two-bedroom. I said, okay, what's his name? <laughs> so he told me, she told me the name, and it, and it was John Doe. Now, again, it was the same name as this guy who came many moons ago, and I'm like, that's not the guy who gave us the fraudulent checks. So anyway, I, I did a little search in my email and it ended up being the same email address. Oh my gosh. He has amnesia too. Oh yeah. So I, I pulled Matt aside. I said, Matt, you never guess who wants a rent. One of our units in, in Ewing is the same guy who came and, you know, who was my best friend and then ended up creating checks for his, his organization that never existed. So anyway, so Matt goes, I can't even call him. I got to get him in here. So he, so he sets up a meeting with this guy because I couldn't make it the next day. And he sits down with the guy and the guy goes, oh, I'm so excited about your unit. And Matt looked at him in the face and he said, do you remember that you came into this building five years ago and tried to rent one of our offices and your checks were fraudulent? Do, do you remember that, mm -hmm. John? And he goes, oh, is that going to be a problem to huh. rent another unit from you? <laughs> because I can't rent, for, I can't lease to you because you just snowed me five years ago. And the guy Jeez. goes, and the guy's like, oh, I didn't think that was a big deal. No, no, thought, no, you just you just committed fraud. It's not a big deal. No, I'm like, no. We're like, are you for real? The funny part is I think, you know, in a lot of ways is that he tried to do this once and then tried to do it again. So... Yeah. You know, why I tell you this story, and I'm just so you're like, all right, what, what, what are you trying to tell us? Yeah. So, 
Maya Angelou said something very profound many years ago. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm. So, you know, really be careful about, you know, and so much in this business, we like to give people a second chance. Now, we could have given him a second chance. It was five years later. It was for a residential unit, not a commercial, you know, and he said he got his, you know, he gave us this whole story. But I had to tell you, the people that we sometimes have given second chances to, contractors, uh, subs, uh, different people, it tends to bite us in the you know what. So mm-hmm. just be careful about guarding closely to who you give second chances to. Um, I also, just a simple one from a tenant perspective, is to never give out your keys, or in our case, it was a key fob to get into the building until the checks have been cleared. Now, this, mm-hmm. is, a, this is a rookie mistake, right? He gave me the check, but it wasn't deposited yet. And I gave him the key fob, I gave him the key. Now, in an, in an office building, what's nice is I turned his key fob off which was great. However, you don't always have that luxury in, in a residential unit. You could change the locks, but it's more of a, a pain in the butt. Absolutely. Um, third third uh, learn lesson is keep good records of who you do business with and also who you do and don't accept as tenants. Because I was able to quickly look at John Doe, you know, and, and I was like, this guy came in five years ago. He was the fraudulent guy. You know, I recognize them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we build teams and you build teams and you build kind of processes and systems, you're not going to always be the front line. Absolutely. So you really need to have a system in place that you could, or your people need to have a system in place to ensure, because people, you know, tenants forget. And then they're like, yeah, I'm back to rent another unit from you. <laughs> So those are my learned lessons from my John Doe story where he gave us fraudulent checks. That is so cool. And I truly think he's going to be back. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so we're ready for the next time. So <laughs> awesome. Okay, great, great list. Uh, thank you so much, ladies. We hope you got value out of this, what is it called? Minisode. Minisode. I hope you guys get a lot of va- value out of it. And stay tuned for our next minisode. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.